Define Your Dreams is the latest course by Judy Legrand, Ph.D., and she is with us today on Law of Attraction Secrets, and I'm telling you, we're excited to have her here. We are soaring high today like a big, beautiful eagle, and we're going to have a deep conversation. We're going to talk about addictions, and we're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about forgiveness and gratitude, so hang in there. This is Law of Attraction Secrets. Join Miracle Mentor and Alchemy Life Coach Robert Zink and prepare to be empowered. Hi, everyone. Robert Zink, Miracle Mentor and Alchemy Success Coach. And today we are soaring high like a big, beautiful eagle. And our guest today is Judy Legrand. But first, I want to, before we get to Judy, I want to talk to you a little bit about the C60 fullerene molecule. This molecule was recently discovered. It's an inert molecule in the sense that it's not harmful to the body. It's a carbon molecule. Now, those of you who know about carbon know that they use charcoal, which is primarily carbon, in hospitals to extract poison. Like if you've taken too much poison, they will use carbon to extract that poison out of the body. The C60 fullerene is advanced in that it is a 60-sided molecule that is so small that it passes the brain-blood barrier. That's important to note because what we've discovered in the creation of this molecule and creating Zinc Miracle C60 is that it is a phenomenal way to detox your body on a daily basis. This is something You know, a lot of people do detoxes, right? But this is something that you can do on a daily basis to to detox your body. But what we found, because it is Reiki charged, is that it helps detox negative energy out of your body as well. Think about that. Negative energy out of your body and out of your energy field. And so it's just a, it's a wonderful product because look at most of us have pain and issues that go back many, many years trapped in our energy field and the C60, it really helps pull that out. I don't know how it works because that's more of a metaphysical thing than a scientific thing. But what I can tell you is that people that have been using the C60 fullerene are getting tremendous results. We're getting letters every single day from all over the world. People that use it absolutely love it. Simply visit Zinc Miracle C60. That's Zinc Miracle C60.com. Well, our guest today is Judy Legrand. And Judy, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great. Now, Judy, you are a holistic life coach. You're a mindset coach. And I particularly like that. You are a Reiki master and you have SRT, NLP, EFT practitioner and a quantum healer. You've spent a lot of time in school. Yes, I have. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I I love it. I actually suffered from depression. You did. Um, Mm-hmm. I suffered from clinical depression and I was on Prozac. I was on Xanax. I was on Wellbutrin. 
I was on all of those things. And uh, I had a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, who challenged me. And he says, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. So I started reading books. And books went to classes. And classes led to 15 degrees in certifications. So here I am. <laughs> well, that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Okay. my depression. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're helping people now. And that's that's the main thing is that you have... See, first off, we need to help ourselves, high flyers. We really do. Because if you can't help yourself, you really can't be of any value to anyone else. But once you start helping yourself, then you can start helping other people. And I found that in my own journey as well, Judy. Absolutely. Right. So what do you consider yourself mostly? A mindset coach. What is mindset coaching? So it's flipping your mindset. So more, it's more like a happiness thing. So because I suffered from depression, I originally, in, in the beginning, I would call myself a happy coach because people would see me and they're like, there's no way you suffer from depression. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> um, I, but I, someone told me, fake it till you make it. And I'm like, fake it till you make it. And I was like, well, maybe there's supplements for this, you know? So um, long story short, I got myself off of medication and I started taking supplements to try to fake it till I made it because the, the medication I was taking was not working for me. It was actually making me freak out. And I was, I'm a very nonviolent person and I was getting violent. I was punching holes in, in, in my car into my um, air conditioning vents and jumping up and down and just doing crazy things. So clearly the medication was not working. Um, so I had to find another way and I started reading and choosing, I chose the holistic Avenue and that seemed to be really working to the point where I no longer need any of those things. And then I also learned that I started becoming allergic to uh, certain foods and stuff. So that's really how I, I kind of got here, but it's, um, Learning how to, you know, for me, it was, you know, how do I become happy? All I wanted to do was be happy. How do I, you know, how do I do that? And for me, it was, you know, learning what it was that I was putting in my body. What kind of nutrients was I not getting what I needed? Uh, so it was a journey. It wasn't just, um, it's not just, you know, your mindset and, and thinking differently and doing affirmations. There's definitely more to it. But the affirmations and the thought process uh, definitely, definitely helps. Okay. And so you used all of these different techniques to help yourself out. What kind of supplements did you or do you take? Uh, in the beginning, I took St. John's wort. So when I transferred over from the medication to the to the holistic side, I started taking St. John's wort and I absolutely swear by it. Now I do realize uh, not all brands are the same, but it's just like a medication. When you go to the doctor, you need a certain amount, you know, like you have to have, you know, 1.2 of this and 2.3 of this. It's the same with supplements. Um, you know, you may need two and I only need one or, you know, you may need three and I need two. So in supplements, you don't really have a doctor to go to. So you kind of have to figure that all out and you have to figure out which brand is, is right for you too, uh, which is where where it's really nice to have muscle testing come into play so you can muscle test yourself and figure those things out. So anyway, I, I strongly, uh, I wholeheartedly believe in, um, if you're suffering from depression, I love St. John's wort. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And does that help with anxiety as well? Anxiety, I would take L-theanine and I did take L-theanine for quite a while as, uh, as an addition for anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I take that every night. I take that every night before I go to sleep. Yeah, it helps for sleep too. And it gives me some incredible dreams. Oh, does it? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like going into a 3D movie theater. Yeah, it's an incredible supplement. For, I'm intrigued um, now. I'm going to have to take it again. I don't remember. Yeah, try it, try it in the evening because it'll help okay. you sleep better. And um, it's a natural sleep supplement, I guess. It's an amino acid is what it really is. It's not an, an amino acid that is required by your body. But my experience is that the, the dreams are just so vivid. And you get up in the morning and go, wow, that was an incredible dream. Well, yeah, well, now I'm, I'm intrigued now because it's been, it's been quite a while. It's been, you know, a couple of years. <laughs> so we're going to talk about a few things today that relate to personal empowerment, taking your life to the next level. And the first one is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about how forgiveness plays into leading your best life. Well, I remember taking a course, and I don't remember which course it was. Of course, you know, going back, I have 15 degrees in certifications. It was somewhere. But I do remember um, having to write letters. And it was one of the first things that I had learned about forgiveness is writing letters to all the people I was angry with and all the people I was mad at. And even the unforgiving, you know, the, the worst of the worst, you know, find a way to forgive them. Find the silver lining. Um, what did you learn from that experience? Because everyone learns from those experiences. You get something out of it. Something good comes out of every bad experience. Something good comes out of every, um, every negative experience. And so that's what I had to do with all these different people. And I literally did the first time I did it several times for the first time I did send them all letters and some of them replied back, you know, and some of them were like, wow, Judy, I didn't know you felt that way. Or, you know, I'm, you know, I'm really grateful for that. And some of them I was too afraid to, um, and the ones that I was too afraid to, I, I did feel a shift in myself because it was so hard in the beginning to write all those things. So what I would have to do is write down how mad I was at first and um, all the anger and I would write it all down. And then, then I was able to write down the forgiveness and the letting go. And essentially with forgiveness, and I'm sure you know this, Robert, but with forgiveness, it's not for them. It's for you. Uh, it's for you to let go of your hurt and your anger to release and let that all go um, and to move on and, you know, move on and, and be happy with your life and moving on could be with them or could not be with them. It doesn't really matter, but it's just that to find that peace within you um, and to let that part of you um, that no longer serves you go. How do you think forgiveness ties in with gratitude? Oh, that's a good question. Um, how does it go with gratitude? Well, gratitude is very important too, but finding so like what I said, it's, it's finding the gratitude and the lessons and then being able to forgive them with finding and, and being grateful for the lesson. So um, I'm trying to think of a, an experience, but in general, you know, maybe you met someone because of that experience, or maybe, you know, some people, if you're really upset or um, you know, you went through a trauma and you end up meeting some amazing person who helped to support you get out of that. You would have never met that supportive person 
had you not have gone through that situation. So finding the gratitude is being grateful for that person who helps support you. So then you can also be grateful for that situation and that event and that person, because if it wasn't for that event, you would not have found that supportive person or the person that you are now going to marry or date because of that event. Perfect. So have you, have you been using with your forgiveness work when you work with clients and so forth? Do you work with uh, Ho'oponopono as well? You know what? No, I haven't lately, um, but I certainly can. Um, it's, it's a great uh, affirmation. I certainly love it. I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I have added one other sentence to that, and that is I send you light. Oh, I love it. That's great. But, you know, like any affirmation, it's it's only as good as the energy you put into it. So what oftentimes I will do if I'm doing this work is I will have the picture of the person that I'm working for. I will put a couple candles on each side of them, turn down the lights, and I'm creating a, a subconscious mood in the room, so to speak. So I just see a glimmer of their picture. I see the candles flickering. And then it's very slowly, you know, I love you. I'm sorry, et cetera, so forth. And, and then ending with, and then there's a pause at the end where I say, I send you light. And then I turn my hands from the prayer position to the outward position and visualize from my heart and my hands, the triune light going to that individual. You might want to try it. I don't know. Might work for you. Yeah, that's beautiful. I will try that. Absolutely. Thank you. I think you're on to something that forgiveness is essential. The reason I asked about gratitude is that if you're grateful for someone in your life, you almost kind of get to that point where you don't even need to forgive them because you're just so happy for the experiences you've had, even the painful ones. True. Because you're not holding, and so so gratitude and forgiveness, I, I see as working kind of hand in hand. Well, the one that everybody wants to know about is relationships. So everybody has somebody that they would like to be in a relationship with, or they're in a relationship and they're not getting the commitment that they want, or they're not having the kind of flow in the relationship that they would like to have. Where do we go from here with relationships? I mean, there's a lot to do there. (laughs) Yeah, there sure is. Um, Manifesting, uh, intention, setting your intentions, but also clearing your childhood trauma. Yes. Uh, Yeah, addressing childhood traumas. um, So specifically... Of course, both parents and grandparents sometimes, but if you're a female, you would want to do mom um, and for the male dad um, or vice versa, actually. I mean, so for um, me, I would want to do work on dad and then vice versa. Um, of course, you want to do both parents because it all depends. Some people have our single parent um, upbringing. So it's whoever was you know around. But uh, either way, it's childhood trauma. Yeah, addressing, you know, that, that, um, that experience, like, because that's where you're going to mirror your life experience, you're going to mirror how, um, how your parents were, 
because that's just that's just what we do. Yeah. We mirror that that relationship. Is that one of the reasons why people keep choosing the same type of person or keep ending up with the same situation all the time, no matter who the person is? Absolutely. If you don't heal your trauma, you're going to keep dating the same person. <laughs> Different hair color. Some wear glasses, oh, yeah. some don't, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's not going to matter, too, if you go, you know, if you want to go back and forth, you want to date a male or a female and you go back and forth, it's still not going to matter. You're still going to be dating your mom or you're still going to be dating your dad. It's still going to be the same situation. Yeah. So what are, what are some ways the audience can uh, can go about clearing some of their own past uh, trauma from childhood as it relates to parents or people that uh, were caregivers? So the first thing I would probably do is actually address and admit that there is trauma uh, because you most sometimes you don't really realize that there's different emotional, emotional abuse or verbal abuse, and you don't really recognize it as a trauma. So the first is the recognition and the awareness that there was something that's going on. Because if you're not happy in your relationships, you don't have what it is that you want. Um, there's something in your past that's preventing you from, from having and doing so. So actually, the first is the awareness. And second of all, really addressing that. What is it that bothers you? And write a list down of all the things that bothered you about your, your parents and your upbringing and the trauma. And um, really coming into terms with that. And then uh, after that, once you have that realization, you're like, okay, wow, you know, I have this amazing list. What do I do with this list? There's multiple tools that you can learn. Um, one of them is EFT. It's a tapping technique. I do believe you use that, Robert. Um, there's NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. That's a program within your mind. You can do, you can do uh kind of like uh, brain jumping and jumping with different thought pro uh, processes and scrambling your brain and mixing up what you what you used to believe versus now. Uh, and then there's SRT, which is um, a breathing technique, which can clear um, your emotions associated with the beliefs that you had um, or have with your current situation or relationship. Okay. So you, you oftentimes will use all three of those at the same time. I usually use NLP and SRT. EFT is my backup plan. Uh, EFT is, uh, yeah, is, is a little bit more of my backup plan. If, if someone is having trouble moving something, if they can't move it with SRT and NLP, then I'll uh, go back to EFT and help them move it, if, especially if it's a, a strong trauma or a trauma that they uh, have suppressed. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like to suppress their traumas and not admit them. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, if it's if it's suppressed or even repressed, then yeah. they, they may not even realize that they have it. Absolutely, right. So sometimes hypnosis might be helpful, don't you think? Absolutely, hypnosis too. That's just, um, I have multiple degrees. It's just not one of them that I have, um, that I mastered yet. I just didn't do it. I don't have anything against it. I like it. <laughs> Right. I just don't have the degree with it, but absolutely. Um, I love all of, all of the, uh, the holistic aspects of, of the tools. Um, I, they all got me here. Every single one of them. I've, mm -hmm. I've done hypnosis. I've done NLP, you name it. I've experienced it or had a practitioner, you know, with a quantum healing. Uh, they all got me here. What I chose um, as far as working with SRT and NLP is because it works best for me. And it was something I was able to master and feel good about um, helping others with. 
I don't have any ill will with anything else. I love EFT. I love NLP. I love hypnosis. Um, you know, if somebody was like, Hey, I want to do a hypnosis session on you. Hey, I'll be the first one to sign up. <laughs> sure. I love, I love all of it. Um, I absolutely love all of it. The only reason I chose SRT and NLP was because it was, like I said, it was something that I felt that I could master and help other people to the best of my ability. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, what about Reiki? Do you use Reiki as, when, it, when it comes to relationships? You know what? On a rare occasion, I don't use it so much anymore as mm -hmm. far as with, with clients. Uh, but I do notice sometimes, you know, you'll be out in public and all of a sudden I'm like, Shukaray and um oh, oh, I'm just trying to calm down, you know. <laughs> right. Um, so it's kind of an innate talent and gift in me now at this point, especially with Om and and um Shukaray and <laughs> some of them. Um, I used to do Reiki with people's feet because I learned how powerful our feet were and how all the stuff is actually in and through and uh, through our feet. So when I did Reiki, I did it with our um, people's feet, but I would also end up picking up on um, past lives. I would get mm -hmm. past lives information and some people liked it and some people freaked out on it. Yeah. And yeah. So I just, you know what, I just learned SRT and I just kind of moved through, through that. And Reiki is amazing. I love the energy. I love the energy shift. I think it's more of something I'd rather have it done on me than me do. <laughs> okay. So, um, but yeah. so what, what we have found is that, that creating a thought form of a thought form of the, the relationship. So in other words, you have Joe and you have Sally, right? Mm -hmm. And, but then together there is a whole different energy, um, Sal Joe or Joe Sal, you know. So there's this different energy that two people, when they come together, create a third energy. And what we found is that doing the Ruach healing method and Reiki on that third energy seemingly had effect on the two individuals in the relationship. So it's, it's almost a type of healing that it, it almost is like Ho'oponopono in that you realize that everybody, as Neville Goddard says, is you pushed out. So you're really healing an aspect of yourself and you're giving it an image, you're giving it an identity, and then you're going into yourself and healing that image and identity. Well, if the ancient teachings of the Emerald Tablet are true and some of the other mystical teachings of Christianity, uh, Kabbalah, so forth, then the whole concept is that if I, if I heal myself within, it must change outside me. So that's kind of, but I think that's true with all forms of healing and all forms of, you know, when you're working on working with somebody with a relationship issue, if you start to see that that issue is exterior from yourself, then I think you're at a disadvantage then when you see that that issue is also part of who you are. When I see that, I, I call it clearing. I yeah. automatically clear it. So if there's something that comes up for me that is bothering me, um, I will address it and I will use SRT to clear it. But yes, absolutely. There are two energies that create a third form. I 100% I agree with that. And I, I can see how Reiki could assist with that as well. Absolutely. 
Great. Well, I I like the use of Reiki. I like the use of other healing forms as well. I mean, they're all they're all essentially the same at some level. At the at the core level, they're it's the same energy. Uh, they would tell yeah, you other, intentions the, are the same, right? Yeah. The intentions are to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I think they would tell you otherwise. They would say, "Well, Reiki is unique." Well, maybe it is, but I think it's just life force. Yeah. But that's my opinion. But that right. you know. Um, no, I love it. I did Karuna and Yusui, so I definitely was, <laughs> I did both. I was very much into it. And uh, no, I loved it. I just happened to just learn other things. And yeah, I don't have any, like I said, I, I love all, all of it. Absolutely love all of it. What about the law of attraction as it relates to relationships? So the law of attraction, I convert that into being like frequency, your vibrational frequency of what you're you're vibrating at. So your thoughts and your feelings are what obviously attract or detract, however you want to say that, um, from other people. I actually did this uh, with one of your your audios on YouTube as far as releasing what I didn't like about myself, releasing. And I mean, this has been a work in progress too, so don't get me wrong, I've been doing a lot on myself. Um, But also being who I wanted to be in order to attract who I wanted to attract because I kept attracting narcissists all the time, narcissists. And uh, of course, you know, I had that in my my past. And um, so I always thought I was an empath. You know, so I'm like, okay, so if I'm an empath, why can't I attract empaths, you know? Um, so I, ha- I did have a lot of, uh, a lot of work to do on myself and to, you know, to release. And, um, but yeah, no, you have to be the frequency that you want to attract. I believe, because I do believe that I've, I've ri- risen my energy to attract what it is that I wanted into my life now. Perfect. And and he had actually asked me, he's like, you know, if we would have met three years ago, which we kind of did, he says, do you think we would still be together? And I said, absolutely not. And he goes, no. And I said, no, absolutely not, because I'm not the same person I was three years ago. So you make a good point in that you see your life uh, and I'm not trying to not trying to say exactly how you see your life, but in a sense, you see your life as a journey and that you as Tony Robbins says, it's, he uses the word kanai. It's constant and never-ending improvement of who you are. It's yeah. always about taking yourself to the next level or living the highest version of whatever you can be at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right, absolutely. And I, I, And three years ago, I would not have appreciated who he is. Um, but I don't think he would have appreciated who I was either. I just, I don't think it would have matched knowing what I know about him. And, uh, you know, our, our rough patch when we first started dating a couple, you know, a couple months ago. And uh, even a couple months ago, when we first started dating it was almost a year ago at this point. But in the beginning, um, we still were struggling. You know, I, and the first thing is, the thing was, is I had to come to terms that I needed to make myself a priority. And if I wanted others to make me a priority, I needed to make myself a priority. And so we actually broke up and I told him, you're not making me a priority. But if you understand the mirror effect, 
I wasn't making me a priority. So I needed to address that, making myself a priority. Six months later, I send him a text message. He texts me back. Thank you to your YouTube video that I was listening to. Um, we've been together ever since. And we've been amazing ever since. But I had to make myself a priority. That is exciting. Yes. You had to make yourself a priority. That is rule number one in all relationships, whether it's a business relationship, an intimate relationship, it doesn't make a difference. If you, if you put another person on a pedestal, then you become a fan and you end up being treated like a fan. That's what narcissists like. But when you start to see yourself as bigger and larger and filling up more, more, energetic space because you are worthy, then all of a sudden incredible things start to happen because you're, uh, you're operating at a different frequency now. Well, we've talked about, we've talked about forgiveness. We've talked about relationships. I'm certain we could continue for hours on relationships, but let's talk a little bit about food addictions. My favorite. What is a food addiction? <laughs> okay, so I had French fries and iced tea. Those are my addictions, my absolute addictions. Um, some people have potato chips, soda, some people call it pop, whatever you want to call it. Um, so these it could be any addiction. Me in particular, it's it's you know, food addictions are my my specialty. Um, but it's something you just can't say no to. I could not say no to tea. So, and I would think in my head, in my relation to tea, tea was love. I thought, you know, if I have tea, I'll feel loved. Because when I was a little girl, when I was sick, my grandparents gave me tea when I was sick. My grandparents gave me tea when I was sad. You know, dad gave me tea when I was sick and sad. So tea was the cure-all in my mind. Tea was the cure. Tea was the happy. Tea was happiness. Tea was love. Um, and tea isn't really that bad. I mean, it's really not bad. My issue started as I got older is the caffeine. And uh, I liked agave. And apparently my body was getting allergic to agave. So as I started to listen to my body and things were going on, I was getting anxiety. I wasn't able to focus. Um, it was it was getting really bad. And some, there were some days I couldn't even work. I literally just had to like go for a walk or go lay down, take a nap. I literally, it was, it was debilitating and stopping mm. from being able to work. So I had to figure out, okay, A, I had to get rid of the caffeine. Well, I'd get rid of the caffeine, but I wasn't getting rid of the agave. So then I was like, okay, maybe it's the agave. So I had to get rid of both, uh, but I didn't want to. So I, I did a few sessions on myself to get rid of <laughs> the addictions. I now can have it, but I think I'm eight months. Um, I have sips here and there, like literal, literal sips. Like if you go to like Culver's and have, uh, <laughs> they have those little uh, things you can, um, those little stations. So I'll get like my cup and I'll just put in there and just get a little couple sips and I just throw it out just because I'm so afraid of that experience. I don't want it again. So I literally haven't had any, I could have decaffeinated with honey. It's just, it's a lot of work to make it hot and then turn it into cold. And <laughs> um, But anyway, uh, so that's one. And then French fries is, you know, when you see French fries, you have to have them, you know, or potato chips, you have to have them. 
you can't say no to them. And then one chip turns into 20 chips or the whole bag or one fry turns into, you know, uh, 10, 10 bags of fries. So, um, so anyway, those are things that we can address and get you to, so from the beginning, you're like, oh, I love this. It, it, it tastes amazing. And um, actually, uh, by the end, you'll be like, oh, it tastes like hay or straw or something like that. It's just an amazing experience. It's kind of cool to experience um, because uh, it's kind of funny and neat how people's taste buds will shift and change during the session. First off, let me tell you about agave. Isn't that a sweetener? It is, yeah. It's a nat- but it's a natural, non-sugar sweetener. It is a natural, yeah, and that's what I thought I was doing so good with, but apparently yeah. not so much. So, I think I think um, it's better with tequila than tea. Oh, well, you know, I'll have to try tequila. Yeah. Agave <laughs> tequila, I think is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's okay. I think uh, Suzanne Summers says that she has a, a, a shot of that every evening. And it's tequila? Ver- uh, agave tequila. It has okay. no, sh- it has, oh. it's, it's low glycemic index. So, and you still get a nice relaxed feeling in your body, a nice warm feeling, but you're not putting the sugar in your, in your body that you would if you had, say, something else, like a beer or something. Right. Right. Well, that makes sense. So what about, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit more about the method, but what about, see, I'm not certain that people are addicted to French fries. I think people are addicted to carbohydrates. And they're addicted to the sugar, and the sugar gives you a brain rush, temporary, right? Mm-hmm. The same as the caffeine gave you a brain rush. Right. So it's this this rush feeling. That's right. a that's a tough thing to uh, to give up, isn't it? Oh yes, because I my mom would give me tea in my bottle. I wasn't drinking milk. <laughs> I was drinking tea. So t- trust me, for eight months to not have any tea, it's like oh. Um, but no, I'm okay with it because I know it's the associations that what. So what we're doing is messing with the association because what you're what you're doing is is in the beginning you're like oh I love this you know it's the the love or the feeling and that feeling that makes you. It, it it can't love you. Food can't love you. You know, my tea doesn't love me, but I certainly loved it, you mm-hmm. know, in the in the memories that I associated with it, you know, all the love that I got. I mean, look, I just gave you like several, several memories. Like every time I was sick or, or sad, grandma gave me tea. Every time I was sick or sad, dad gave me tea. You know, when I went to bed, before I went to bed, mom gave me tea. So I have all these memories of love with tea. So I associate tea with love. Right. So we need to disassociate that because you can, I can still have love from my grandma. I can still have love from mom sure. and love from that. I don't need that tea association in order to feel that love. And so that's what we do through the, 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 the session is de, de-associate that love with those, those foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could do it with carbs. And so how do you, how do you go about collapsing the anchor so that when certain triggers come up, you just don't have the urge? Well, through the, through the process, I will have, you have to, um, if you have the food in front of you, I would have you to keep testing it and tasting it and telling me, uh, you know, what does this remind you of what's coming up for you? Right. And you keep testing it. And as we clear through that, 
um, you'll notice that the, it'll start to taste differently and you'll, the associations will start to change. Okay. But then at the end, I would tell you that it's a sin to throw, to throw away good food. So I might as well eat it. Right. <laughs> um, that's, if there's a, if that's another belief, then we would go ahead and address that. Oh, that's an old, that's an old, that's an old Italian belief that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can't throw away food. And I can understand why they had that belief. You know, at one time there wasn't a lot of food available. Right. Absolutely. absolutely. You may not eat tomorrow. Right. Or, or, or the guilt trip of, you know, what about the kids in China? You know, right. That was my, that was my dinner table guilt trip. Mm -hmm. Kids don't get it. There's no food in China. You've got to eat it. Okay. I don't know why I had to eat the poor China kids food, but. I should have sent it to Jack. <laughs> well, I always used to say, why can't we just box it up and mail it to them? But, uh, right? <laughs> Instead, we had to eat their food. I don't know about that mentality looking back at it, but it's okay. <laughs> so you, you do a lot of work in all these areas. You have a program out called Define Your Dreams. It's a 14-week course. You guys meet once a week. Do you, do you deal with food addictions in Define Your Dreams or, or that kind of those kinds of things? No, not with Define Your Dream. Uh, the food addictions, I would do one-on-one sessions uh, just because everyone has a different addiction and a different thing. And I have you actually eating the food, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. that's more of a one-on-one session that I would do with you. Yeah. Uh, define, your, define Your Dream is of, about defining your dream. It's more about uh, success principles and addressing your um, entrepreneurial skills and moving forward and um, becoming your dream. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about Define Your Dreams. It's 14 weeks. That's a fairly long course. It is. So it's based on a CD set that is uh, 13, 13 CDs. Each CD is about an hour. And so I have them go through each CD and pull out their triggers. So as they're listening to it, you're going to write down all the things that trigger you about the information and all the things that you love about the information. And then when we meet, we go through the triggers and we address the triggers and clear them. And then I, I call it activating. I activate you with the things that you did like. And I leave everybody feeling amazing. That's wonderful. That's, that sounds like a great course. So how do they how do they find out more about the course? Where's the website or do they email you? What is it that they have to do to at least find out if they are interested in the course or if they want to take it to the next level? Sure. So probably email me because it is not on my website. It's just uh, so it's just a personal Zoom call with uh, information. So if you want to email me, uh, email Coach Judy at LeGrandCoaching at gmail.com for more information. And I will send you whatever it is that you would like to know. Uh, If you'd like to ask me more questions, we can do that, too. Perfect. So if they have questions or want to know more about it, they can email you. And uh, and get started in that program. Yep, and I will give them homework, and I they are recorded, so I can send their recordings so they can catch up as well. So, and so uh, we are I, in the week three. So if they yeah. are worried about missing anything, I can send them that information. And so after you've done the fourteen weeks, does a student have the recordings 
so that they can go back and review and re reinforce this? Yes, they will have all 14 recordings. Oh, nice. That's really a good idea. Well, it seems like you have an awful lot to offer people. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't know where to begin. It's just there's so much that you are into and that you study. But I would highly recommend people uh, check you out and send you an email or visit your website. What is your website address? Is Legrand Coaching? Correct. Yep. www.legrandcoaching.com. Perfect. Judy just does a lot of different things. So, I mean, she's into a lot of different tools. She has different tools for different situations. Uh, I haven't, I haven't gotten into working with people with food addictions. It's not my wheelhouse. I would highly recommend if you are dealing with a food addiction that you get in touch with her, but also if you have a relationship that may need to be solidified a little bit more or taken to the next level, she can help you there as well, along with a lot of other things. So I don't know what else I can say. There's there's so much that you cover. Phenomenal. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Judy, thank you for, for joining us on our podcast. You're going to be on our Instagram channel here in a week or two, and uh, people can join us at Law of Attraction Solutions on Instagram as well. And we'll be doing a live. We'll put that out over the internet, and we'll send it out to the email list. And uh, we'll have we'll do a live Zoom kind of connection on Instagram here in a week or two. So thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you for having me. Okay, High Flyers, want to remind you that you have the power to change your life. And that's why we've put out so much content. We're on Instagram. Come follow us there. We're on YouTube. Come follow us there. Law of Attraction Solutions on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. We are there as well. So we are, we're doing our share to empower each and every soul that wants to open up their mind and open up their heart and listen and learn and empower their own life. We're here for you. We'll be back with another podcast soon. And thank you so much for subscribing. We'll have a great day because you absolutely deserve it. Bye-bye now.